1: Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold.
2: Good evening everybody. I'm the Vernomatic. Welcome to this week's show. As always, new content drops every Thursday night. Go to the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you'll find direct links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever means you use to get your podcasting content. While you're there, download past shows, get up to speed on what we're doing here. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a veteran, thank you for the support. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. That kind of stuff helps the bottom line. Sign up for our email newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter we send out to alert everyone about new content. But more importantly, it also gives you a chance to get into drawing for weekly merch promos or giveaways. Last week's guest, Brian Wheat of Tesla, he was on promoting his new book, Son of a Milkman, My Crazy Life with Tesla. The winner for that book is Rachel McGillicuddy of Oneonta, New York. Rachel just simply went to the website, signed up for the newsletter, gotten a drawing, and bam, she's got herself a brand new copy. So that book will be going out to you this week. Tonight's show, we welcome back to the studio my co-host and brother in metal, Metal Forever Mark, He's been on assignment the last couple weeks. I sent him with some heavy metal homework and he's here tonight to share some streaming for vengeance, metal news, and we're going to highlight some of our show staples that we haven't been really getting into lately because we've been doing all these feature interviews. Tonight's show sponsor is Freedom X hand sanitizer. Hey, we may be metalheads, but we still need a little extra protection in these days. Freedom X hand sanitizer kills 99.9% of all germs. This stuff is odor free, available in both foam and mist. It's Freedom X hand sanitizer. So, let me welcome back to
0: the airwaves my brother in metal, Metal Forever Mark. Hey, Mark, what's going on, man? Hey, Vernomatic. As always, good to be back here in the saddle in the Metal Mayhem ROC studios in Rochester, New York well it's uh, it's good to have you
2: back. It's usually like once a month we're up in the studio, and the rest of the time we bring the future interviews so uh this is a mark show tonight he's been in the he's been in the lab for about five weeks, and the heavy metal homework is complete
0: so uh, what do we got tonight, buddy? yeah man you know all that heavy metal homework and all this research and all that craziness um Yeah, so it's good to be back in the studio. So, you know, when we started this show almost two years ago now, uh, you know, we had a whole bunch of show segments that we, you know, really just kind of, you know, used to do a lot, actually, and kind of got into them and enjoyed them and touches all different types of uh, things within the metal community. But uh, like you said, we've kind of gotten away from a traditional show a little bit. So tonight we're just going to go through some of our classic uh, show segments and um, get into some conversation around each one and um, just kind of you know, use it as a guide for us to kind of go into one of our traditional classic shows that we have done historically in the past. And just another mini side note on the, the show tonight. Uh, you know, it was interesting when we first started the show, we had all these show segments and kind of had it more of a, just a regular traditional 30, 35 minute podcast. Then we got into interviews, which we had always wanted to do. Um, but, but, you know, now we do that a lot. And then we wanted to cover the metal scene in Rochester. We wanted to cover all the diverse versions of metal. So, it's just nice to kind of bring it back full circle for tonight. All right, so first thing is Metal Minute, Metal News. It's time for the Metal Minute.
1: Turn on the news News you actually care about.
0: So when Vert-O-Matic sends me on assignment and into the Metal Cave uh, of Metal Forever, I have to do some Metal News searching, and we're trying to just extract things that we think are interesting and save you, the Metal fan, from doing the homework yourself. So, just for tonight, the first thing that we thought was interesting, uh Butcher Babies have uh dropped a new video. It's called Sleeping with the Enemy. Uh as many of you listen to this show before, I'm actually a really big fan of this band. Uh they have a full release coming out later in 2021, which still they haven't dropped the release date nor have they dropped who the label is. It sounds like they we were Century Media and dropped them. This one's a good old-fashioned traditional video, however, with like some actors and cinematography and the whole thing. So, Vernomatic, I know you're not the biggest Butcher Babies fan, but um, do you have interest in this or probably not so much?
2: (laughs) No, uh, like when we did the review, the uh, follow-up a month or two ago, I don't mind the band. I wasn't that familiar with them, but through uh, your encouragement and your exposure to the band, yeah, I'll check it out. And I've been following them a little, little closer since you did expose me to them.
0: And when you look at uh, metal videos, do you like the videos that have like just the band performing live? Do you like the theatrical ones where there's actually the, they're trying to tell a little story? And we're going to talk about this in a minute. But or do you like the lyric videos? Like, do you have a preference when it comes to music videos, or are you just not that into them in general? I don't really watch a lot of them. If I run across a video.
2: If it has the lyrics on the screen, I appreciate it because it, it keeps my attention longer. If the music doesn't keep my attention, then, you know, I just exit.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, one other point on this one, this is the second track Butcher Babies have released from their forthcoming full album, and this is the second track where both Heidi and Carlos sing clean and not the growling death vocals. So I don't know if this is a preview of what the entire album is going to look like, or if it just happens to be these two tracks. But I think it's interesting and um, I'm excited for the full release to come out. So the next piece of metal news that just caught my attention as we were preparing for uh, tonight's show is uh, a guitarist named Magnus Carlsen. Um, he is from a whole bunch of bands, but primarily Primal Fear. He performed on the Kiss Somerville CD, uh, performed with Ralph Sheeper's solo uh, record, who is uh, the lead singer from Primal Fear, and another band called Starbreaker, which is like one of those metal collaborations. But they have a new uh, March uh, album coming out, and they're, they dropped a track called Heat Healer. Um, and it's more of like a metal opera, which uh, may or may not be my cup of tea in general, but he is a heavy metal shredder and comes – he's from Sweden – and kind of comes from that land of like the European German power metal. So um, I thought it was interesting. I heard that song and I think it's pretty cool. And um, again, new music dropping in March. So uh, it seems like as we're turning 2021 here, uh, we're starting to get some uh, you know, new releases upcoming. So, uh, Vernomatic, are you familiar with Magnus and some of the bands that he's been in? Like, I know we played some Primal Fear on the show, and, but just that kind of power metal from Germany no not at all well i'm familiar with it but uh
2: honestly uh, i've been on the record saying it really doesn't do much for me i'll do respect it sounds good and if you're into it it's cool it just you know it doesn't light my fire
0: yeah and there's a whole genre of that power metal like some might call it happy metal where it's like happy happy metal like all the keyboards going around and then there's some that's more just speed metal so Some bands in this genre I like, but uh, I think Magnus is a great guitar player, so I'm looking forward to it. And then the last piece of metal news, and of course, this one's going to be near and dear to Verna Maddox's heart, uh, Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden, collaborating with Richie Coatsen, new debut album coming out in March. But uh, I've seen this described as 70s vibe, 80s. My guess is this is more rock than metal, but... um, and there's been again a lot of press. That's all. A lot of hype. You know, with these two artists collaborating. So, Vernomatic, any thoughts or or comments on? Yeah, this? They, they actually did drop a
2: song about about a, about a month ago. And you know, Adrian Smith was the he was uh, the more melodic creator of some of the that Maiden stuff, Wasted Years, and uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. And he was with uh, Bruce Dickinson and those solo. The, that solo era, and that was really his his chance to spread his wings and express himself and Rich, richie cotson he's one of those guys that he you know he's in six bands at once and he's a true rock and roller and it's great to see Adrian you know start being able to do a little more than doing what he's with maiden, so I'm looking forward to it uh but the uh the song did, did come out about a month ago.
0: Was Was it more of a rock song, heavy rock or more of a metal metal slant or how? No, it was
2: definitely uh, like rock and roll Heavy rock. Yeah. Yeah, Heavy rock.
0: Yeah. That's what I thought. But, um, yeah, look, I, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the full, full release. And, um, like you said, I love the Adrian Smith, uh, Dickinson solo era for sure. Um, with our boy Roy Z, uh, producing and writing too. So, um, so that's a little bit of a roundup of the metal minute. Again, we're doing the homework. So you don't, and, uh, Hopefully that gets you a little bit up to speed as we are early here in 2021.
2: There's a couple other show segments that we get into, and one of them is called the um, Streaming for Vengeance. And it's really an outlet where we could expose you, the audience, on different new music, some new music from our favorites, new literature, new videos, whatever falls under the banner of streaming. So Mark, uh, as he was in the lab
0: came up with some songs, and uh, what are we listening to tonight, man? And usually, it, as always, I either try to find new current stuff like fresh releases or bands that maybe are a little obscure or that aren't as mainstream. Of course, if our favorites like Priest or Maiden drop a track, we're probably going to play that too. But for tonight, we've got uh, a new Accept track uh, from 2021, so brand new called Zombie Apocalypse, and it's the third of the singles they've released from their forthcoming new album dropping again in March. So uh, let's give it a listen, and uh, we'll see what you think. Uh, the German Kingpins of Heavy Metal will release their new eagerly awaited studio album, Too Mean to Die. I'm actually a really big fan of Wolf Hoffman, the guitar player. I think he's an incredible melodic songwriter. This is the I think the of the three that they've dropped so far, the best one. But I guess in some ways, Vermeck, what are your thoughts when these bands like just keep teasing stuff, like drop a single, drop another single? It's like at some point do you just want them to drop the whole thing or are you okay with this spaced out kind of releases? I guess it's okay if that's all they're providing, they really don't have a choice.
2: I I still subscribe to the old school, get the new album, consume the whole thing, you know, read the liner notes, hold the physical copy, and, you know, follow the tour and that kind of old school. But it's 2021, so it's almost like repeating itself back in the 50s when they would release singles and there wasn't a long play. So, so, you know, it um, gets people's attention that maybe every three or four months there's a new song. If it works for them, it works for me.
0: Anyway, uh, I'm really looking forward to the full Accept album. Now, the uh, speaking of Accept, uh, the other <laughs> track that dropped just in here in 2021 was a song from Udo, which is a live song from a show he actually did in October 2020 at an amphitheater with, I think, Seemed like a lot of fans, 2,500 or 3,000 or so. So during COVID, I'm not sure how that all was pulled off. But um, this song is called Man and Machine. It's a live track from a new album, Udo 2021. We saw the picture, the, the press photo of the release of it. And it's one of those
2: pictures from the back of the stage. And the band has their back to the crowd. And everyone's waving. And you know, I'm looking at it. And I jokingly. Uh, maybe it was in poor taste. I'm like, maybe everyone at that crowd has COVID because there is no social distancing and it looks like it could have been snapped from like 2015. So
0: yeah, it was in Bulgaria, by the way, and it's and it was titled The Pandemic To Pandemic Survival Show. So it looks like almost like they were in a bull ring or something. It's a small little amphitheater, but they're the fans are jammed in there, man. <laughs> so let's take a listen to this. So that's Udo from his forthcoming album "Live in Bulgaria 2020: The Pandemic Survival Show." Vernematic Udo is just going to give you the straight-up heavy metal every time. No surprises, but again, nothing departing from anything that he's done in the past. So no, you know it sounds
2: cool. It's uh, it's Udo. The production sounds good. The, sound, the crowd sounds big and strong. What was this called? The
0: pandemic (laughs) pandemic survival (laughs) show. So they're trying to survive the pandemic by listening to heavy metal live, which you cannot blame metalheads for doing that. But then it looks like they might've been spreading COVID at the same time, but uh, Hey, power to them. I hope everybody that went to that show is kick ass and doing great. So uh, that's our boy Udo. And look, I'm a, I'm a geek for this kind of stuff. So I will, I will be getting it or streaming it or downloading it, whatever we do these days. Um, so the third track we have for tonight and again doing our little metal homework again looking for 2021 again from one of our heroes and one of our legends it's uh, the band saxon and we've got a track called speed king and this is from an upcoming album they're releasing in 2021 which is a covers album which we'll talk about on the other side of the track so speed king new release single from saxon um from their upcoming album inspirations metalhead so that's the classic saxon speed king which is a deep purple classic track uh from deep purple and rock and again it's from their forthcoming album inspirations which will be released uh march 19 2021 uh i don't know are you a fan of these cover albums do you like them do you not like them is it cool to hear you know bands like saxon do takeoffs on you know deep purple and led zeppelin what's your thoughts no i love
2: them if if they do it right you know metallica has done two or three of these and some of those uh, medleys they have done it's fantastic the you know ronnie rising from the third disc of the hardwired to self-destruct release they've done um they've contributed to different uh tribute albums they've done maiden the merciful fate medley from the garage days love that love that and you know this this is a cool little tidbit um the uh, one of the guys from Diamond Head, I read a story recently, and he actually said that he has been able to, with the royalties from Am I Evil and any and some of the other songs that Motor um, Metallica has covered, has put his kids through college, bought him homes, and that's his main source of income. So, the flip side, but to
0: answer your question, yeah, I like covers, it's, um, you know, yeah. So so we shouldn't feel too bad for Diamond Head then, because sometimes when I see Diamond Head and they're trying to release their own stuff, I'm like, man, you know, Metallica took all their good stuff. You know? No, no, no. <laughs> the, fine. Yeah, they, you
2: know, <laughs> there's a lot of those bands. I think I think the Kinks have made more money off the Van Halen "You Really Got Me" and the "Where Have All the Good Times Gone" than because those bands been around forever. But back in those days, you know, they weren't making the coin that the royalties off "You Really Got Me."
0: Yeah. Look, you know, like you said, some some things are good. You know, when you hear stuff live, it's pretty cool. And then um, actually I've talked about, you know, everybody knows that I'm a big fan of the band Striper and they have a coverings album, which uh, I think is fantastic. I love it. So anyway, I guess we'll check out Saxon when the full thing comes out. And uh, that definitely had a deep purple 70s vibe to that song for sure. You got to give him credit. Our next segment is a segment called On the Road, where pre COVID, <laughs> we talked about all the bands that were on the road, the shows that were upcoming, the shows we were trying to hit, maybe shows that we had already seen. Uh, obviously, through 20 and now as we trended 2021, a lot of this has turned into live streaming. There was a point in 2020 where some bands were trying to play live shows. But um, so there's really only one that we found a speaker because it looks to me like a lot of these festivals are starting to get dropped for October and November. I'm starting to see a lot more get confirmed. But this one in particular just caught my attention because it's happening Saturday, January 30th. It's called Stream, Bloody Stream. It's a live show featuring a whole bunch of Swedish metal acts. Wolf, Sorcerer, Descend, Lugnet. Wolf's the only band from this list that I personally am kind of familiar with. I'm actually a really big fan of them, and we feature featured them in our streaming for Vengeance in the past. I sent the Vermatic a Lugnet track last night. They kind of got that 70s vibe. So, again, this is just a cool thing. It's a live show. It's streaming. I like this genre of metal, and I've been checking out these other two bands, Sorcerer and Descend. And, and uh, look, I love finding new metal bands. So that's all we got for On the Road, Vernomack. It's, it's a little quiet right now. as we Yeah, go.
2: there is no road. <laughs> the old and winding road. But um, I just read something this morning on one of my feeds about uh, the the tours, the festivals being canceled. And 2021 – First of all, indoors is not gonna happen, so if there's anything outdoors, it's very limited and it's it's in jeopardy so
0: Wolf is one of those bands too that's kind of in the vein of Iron Maiden and just kind of heavy and I love their vocals so look i'm gonna i'm gonna I'll probably tune into this one or if not, I'll try to figure out how to download the stream so um so look this on the road uh which with only one show to speak of. Leads us to our next segment, um, which is a mainstay here on uh, Metal Mayhem RLC, and we actually often ask our guests, it's the Mount Rushmore of Metal.
1: Many have tried. Most have failed. Only a few survived. This is the Mount Rushmore of Metal.
2: So this segment, like Mark said, this is a fan favorite. We usually, in our interviews, leave the last 10 minutes of the interview to this, and we ask their top four of something. So tonight's Mount Rushmore of Metal is top four live metal albums.
0: So, Mark, what do you got? All right, so here's what I'll do. I'll give my first two, I'll throw it back to you, and then I'll give you my second two. I'll just give you my top two because they're boring. I'm just telling you, they're boring. Okay. Number one is Unleashed in the East by Judas Priest. That's just my favorite all-time live album. And then number two is uh, Live After Death by Iron Maiden. So I just had to throw them out. They're my one and two. I know that's boring. Probably on your list. Okay. They're not my one and
2: two. (laughs) Well, maybe they are. Unleashed in the East is fantastic. The only fault I have of that album, and I know why they did it, was to keep it on one album. The Spotify release of Unleashed in the East has the three other songs that were in the set on that on that tour that didn't make it on the album. I wish they had them on there. I think it was Hellbound for Leather, Starbreaker, and there was one other one. So uh, I like I I love Unleashed in the East. I know it's sacrilegious, but at this point, I enjoy listening to Rock in Rio. Over, over live after death. And I'm going to tell you why, because I love the production of rock and Rio. Sometimes that, uh, live after death
0: just to me seemed a little muddy. So wait, so is unleashed and, uh, live after death on your Mount Rushmore or is re- rock and Rio officially kicking live after death off your Mount Rushmore.
2: <laughs> it's uh rock and Rio is in my top is in my Mount Rushmore. Uh, The other ones, you know, the other albums that are in my vicinity, obviously, is Kiss Alive 1, just
0: fantastic. I knew you were going Kiss. That's why I left them off mine. Yeah, no, Kiss
2: (laughs) Alive 1 is, and then Kiss Alive 2, it's the, you know, it's the the yin and the yang. But Kiss Alive 1, it's just uh, the ultimate live Kiss album. And another release that I love, and this is going a little bit against the grain, is the Saxon The Eagle Has Landed. If you have never, if you're not a Saxon fan or if you're new to Saxon, I recommend that you get The Eagle Has Landed. I believe it's the Wheels of Steel or Strong Arm of the Law Tour, and it's just fantastic. So,
0: All right, so I'm going to drop in my second two. Uh, so the third one for me is Operation Live Crime. And uh, the reason I'm including that is just I love Operation Mindcrime as a whole. And I think that one live, front to back, was kick-ass. It was accompanied, I think, at the time. It was like that, you know, you get the video, you get the CD, you get the booklet, you get the whole deal, right? So uh, maybe you have it in storage. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, it's sitting right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's pointing. <laughs> so that one I love. And then, um, look, this one goes back to the little, you know, I guess Striper fan and me. They did a, the one called uh, Seven Weeks Live in America, 14 tracks. I just thought the production was great. It's kind of all your favorites with a lot of the heavy ones. Uh, I liked it. I, I just I don't know. It's on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And then I'm just going to throw my fifth one in. And uh, the one I'm going to throw in, it's it's a Halford one. It's called Live Insurrection. And what's great about this one is it just captures the rawness of that, like, Halford band. And it was right during a time when there was no priests, like zero Judas priests going on. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I take it back. There was Ripper Priest going on, I guess. But... It just it was all those classic priests mixed in with some fight, mixed in with the Halford stuff. That's a good front to back one for me that I can just play. They had another one called Live in Satima, which is in Japan, which was more like more raw almost, but a little shorter. But anyway, that's my if I had to throw it in and hope the Mount Rushmore Metal Police don't come (laughs) knocking on the Metal Mayhem Rock Studio doors because we we just smashed the four the four rule. If you're out there listening, what would your Mount Rushmore's be? What
2: would you put up there? I'm sure there's, you know, there's probably many that we're leaving out. ACDC, my God, if you want blood, you got it. That's, you know, that's another Um, one of those 70s
0: single, single album, live albums. You just reminded me of another great one, which Slayer came out with a double live CD. I think. I'm not. I think it's called Rain and Blood. I could be wrong. I'm not. I gotta well, fact check it. No, well, then then like the Metallica's Binge and Purge.
2: Amazing, oh yeah. I, guess. I mean, shit, I man. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe we failed our homework. We well, failed. I didn't have homework. Mark had homework. We failed.
0: but, we failed. Um, so, but I So even that Slayer one, I, I just picked it up one day. I was in a, you know good old school CD store. I saw his double album. I'm cranking it. I'm like, damn, holy shit. Okay, so next show segment we're gonna tackle is our fire or ice which is the take on of like either or you know do you want fire or do you like ice this one's going to surprise some folks because um it's the 1980s era of heavy metal that includes bands and releases Vertimatic convinced me to trail that into the 90s so he's going to get 20 years there compared to the 20 2000s so anything from 2000 he gave me all the way up until present day 2021 here so i guess technically it should end at 2020. I'm picking 2000s era of metal, and I've got reasoning behind it. Vernomatic's going with the 80s, so Vernomatic, you're going fire. I'm going ice. 80s metal versus 2000s metal. I'm gonna admit going in that yours is the easier one, but I'm gonna take some tasks to it, and maybe I maybe metal forever. Mark is right. <laughs> I don't
2: know where to start with this except the <laughs> fact that uh in in the 80s these bands were um some of them were coming in from their infant stages of the 70s they were maturing into the 80s and I think the, the the 80s bands are the legend bands are the ones that they, they're they the forefathers, and a lot of the later bands drew from these bands as inspiration and got them into it to begin with. One, they're releasing albums more frequently. They were less inclined to have filler as much as more killer. You know, uh ACDC, Kiss, that was the 70s stuff. You know, Judas Priest and The Scorpions, They started in the 70s, and then they had their heyday in the 80s with some of their best material. But both of those bands had 70s chapters that were, some say, better than the 80s. Um, Maiden was there. Motorhead started in the 70s, went in the 80s. The Big Four were the 80s. Those are the bands and those albums. Like, name me some bands post two thousand. That had continuous four or five album runs that are instant just press play, classic first ballot hall of fame album sequences like Metallica, Megadeth, um, Iron Maiden, the Judas Priest run went from the late seventies through the mid early eighties. And that's you can't touch it. ACDC. It was that's that's where I put my stock into that that era.
0: So uh, we had mentioned going into this segment that it's impo- it's hard to argue with the 80s through the 90s era. Of course, that's the birth almost of heavy metal and all of the great metal bands that we talk about to present day. However, uh, as we look back at the, even the inception of this show, there's been moments where we're like, okay, is it possible? Like, So for example, Overkill dropped their, their, their CD, like, I don't know, somewhere in 2019. We're like, holy shit, this could be some of the best stuff they've ever done. Then, like, Testament dropped a new one. We're like, holy shit, this could be one of the best ones they've done. Saxon had a new one in the last year and a half, two years. We're like, this one's kick-ass. Firepower, Judas Priest was great. So I want to tell you what, just for just for a pause, here's what like a band like Priest was up to in the 2000s, right? So Demolition leads it off with Ripper, which some would argue that was better than Jugulator. Then you got Rob coming back, Angel of Retribution. Most would argue, wow, that's his, that's Rob's return to priest, Nostradamus throwaway, take it or leave it. But then you go into redeemer souls, Richie Faulkner, love that album. Most priest fans do then firepower, right? I would say those are pretty damn kick ass solid. Yeah. Can they compete with the old school, you know, like you said, the classic run. Uh, but it's hard to argue that that's not some kick ass. Like I would not want to eliminate that era of priests. Um, Maiden was up to all some like for me some of the stuff I really liked the most like uh, Brave New World and um, Dance of Death uh, they were all part of the two thousand era um, you mentioned Rock and Rio two thousands so and then even like a band like Megadeth during this time uh, you know they had band uh, albums like United Abominations Endgame thirteen Super Collider some of the heaviest heaviest Megadeth albums I think so. When you look at it on the surface, you're like, "There's no way 2000s compete with 80s." But some could argue these bands are kind of hitting their stride; they're putting out some of their best stuff. And then I'm also going to throw in two little more punches. Like, there's some more bands that got released, like that I happen to love, that are you know, like, like Five Finger Death Punch comes out, Avenged Sevenfold. So those those bands did not exist in the 80s. So um, I'm going to keep my uh, stake my claim for the 2000 era. <laughs>
2: Well, um, yeah, it, when you start talking about new bands, there has to be new bands. All I'm saying is those bands, when they were young, it, they were like four or five years into their career and or just starting, are Hall of Fame first ballot bands. My big take on stuff today, and even in the last 20 years, can you name me hall of fame metal bands? Hmm. That's what it comes down to.
0: No. Yep. Oh, look, that's, they were all born in, in the eighties. Right. Um, but it's amazing. I just found this uh, article that talked about all bands that came out after 2000. And again, I'll just, I won't go through all them, but Avenged Sevenfold's one baby metal from Japan came out after 2000. Um, Again, Five Finger Death Punch, Black, Delilah, Murder. I never really got that into that band, but yeah, you know, they're pretty well known. Um, Bullet for My Valentine. We uh, we've never talked about that band on this show. They're actually one of my favorites, to be honest. Like, I love that band. We should talk about them more. But but uh, they
2: come and go. They come and go. Yeah, you know, they yeah. there's no staying power, and yeah. and it's not their fault as much as a sign of the times. You know, it's it's so quick to discard. There's no chance for, um, for a band to grow like back in the day where they would have a first album, then a second album, and then the tours. The touring landscape is just completely different.
0: So keep going on with your list. Yeah. Well, but then you get into some of the bands like you you had indicated pre-show about you know like so you start getting into like the Killswitch Engage of the world, Shadowfall, Lamb of God, Mastodon. Now you're starting to trend into. Yeah, it's metal, but it's, I don't know, progressive metal or, I don't know, Lamb of Gods in their own class altogether, I suppose. But again, none of these bands are around if it weren't for that 80s era. Clearly, none of them.
2: The 80s bands aren't going to be around if the like <laughs> early 70s bands weren't around, you know?
0: it's 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 a progression they they pull from their predecessors i mean you can't blame for them for being a, older another band from the 2000 eras i mean come on this i think this 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 will tip it over in my direction on this one steel panther <laughs> well yeah <I> know. <laughs> well you know. That, if there was ever a tiebreaker there you go
2: well uh mark is uh nice seeing you glad you uh can make it back up to the metal metal studios the metal mayhem studios is there anything you want to say before we get out of here
0: no just that uh i think it's great to be in studio live i, I my audio sounds the best here by far it's fun to be in person i'm just happy we keep doing this congrats on your show by the way your thank you streaming show i can't wait to check it out myself and um as always, Vertimatic, awesome talking metal.
2: Yeah, um, what Mark's talking about on Monday nights, uh, the Metal Mayhem ROC live radio show is on. It's a live interactive radio show. It's on thatmetalstation.com. dot uh, com. There's a chat room. There's tons of metalers. that go in there. They talk metal. I play three hours of metal. You know, we take requests. So it's just a you know like a, a sidebar of what we're doing here and. We encourage you to go to the Metal Mayhem dot com website, sign up for the newsletter, follow us on Twitter.
0: That's uh what what are we at Metal Forever? Uh at Metal Forever 4. Yeah. And then oh, we also have Metal Mayhem ROC Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. And then our Facebook page, group page, Metal Mayhem ROC group. Yeah. That's yeah. It.
2: Just yeah. just Google Metal Mayhem ROC.
0: Yeah. We'll get you there. So
2: all right, well, That being said, until next week, we'll talk to you.
1: Metal for Life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on wlfe TV Radio.